0: Just like I said on that iPod. They call it primitive, but I call it living. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 116 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Tim Wassum, Johnny's youngest son, on Honcho Duties tonight, and I'm joined by Mike Hagen of Leadfast and my usual co-host, Johnny Gamber. Greetings, fellas.
1: I'm Johnny's oldest son. <laughs> yep. His middle name is
0: John. we call him m j <laughs> well, Andy is preparing for a trip out of town and won't be with us tonight, but we miss him so much.
2: we miss you, Andy
0: coming off of our super long episode last time about riding outside, we thought we'd play it fast and loose and just stick to the tools of the trade and fresh points with our pal Mike so Mike, thanks again for joining
1: us my uh talented Mr. Ripleying of Andy is nearly complete. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent.
1: Now you just have to
2: um, ransomware Now I just gotta go uh, work website. at Adobe
0: <laughs> You just
2: show up one day at his desk Hey
1: you know. I'm Andy guys
2: Yeah well Mike hasn't told you He's podcasting from his car He's headed straight west <laughs> right. So if I cut out 15 miles an hour
0: Passing through Colorado right now
2: Yeah all kinds of states with poor
0: internet service <laughs> Sorry Come on Skype Play nice Yeah all right. Well, let's just jump right into tools of the trade. Mike, guest of honor. Why don't you uh, get us started?
1: All right. Well, um, for consuming, I have recently, uh, picked up the bullet journal method book that everyone was talking about, about a couple months ago, because I'm like really far behind on everything. <laughs> and so, uh, I've been reading that I've had kind of like followed all the YouTube videos and the website and just bullet journaling in general. But I kind of wanted to read the everything from the horse's mouth. So I just picked up the book. Um, and I'm about halfway in. It's, it's okay. It gets a little like, you know, I don't know, flowery for me, but um, you know, he, he talks like deep thoughts about, you know, just writing stuff down in a journal. And it's kind of, yeah, so um then I've been uh obviously like ninety percent of the country watching the Game of Thrones final season and uh, also kind of meh about it. Um, of the but, dragons, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not like like super up in arms like half of Twitter. So um and then I've just been watching the I think it's season one fifty now of the Chicago Cubs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They've been on a tear. They yeah, have been, been on a tear. They haven't lost a series in like eleven series now or something like that. So like twenty three and seven. Yeah, last Yeah, thirty some, games. Something ridiculous. So um and Kyle Hendricks almost had it through a Syndigard last night if he could have gotten into the mm-hmm. uh ninth inning or through the ninth inning. But uh and I'm riding with uh, old auto point double headed, you know, those like mechanical pencils that it's like on one side's like the regular like core and it's black. And then the, uh, the tip like on like where the head would be is like red and has a, another point. (laughs) And so I just have the same lead on both sides though. I got this at a garage sale like five years ago or something and just found it in a box. And I was like, oh, I want to put some lead in this. And the only thing that fits in it is this nine millimeter Pentel HB lead that I have. So I uh, am working with that. And on a Baron Fig Mastermind mini desk pad, that's the one that's about, I don't know. It's about the size of an A5 book. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that one's nice. Cool. So I I feel like sometimes like for the size, you know, next to the computer or next to the mouse, you know, type of writing pad, that's like pretty much perfect. size, the the bigger one is probably more for like I don't know, under the computer, under underneath where you're typing or something, but
0: and that reminds me, I was thinking the other day that one big obvi- like an obvious hole in the already huge Baron Fig lineup. <laughs> yeah. is they need they need to start selling just that paper, like by the sheet. You know. Oh yeah, or legal pad version of it.
1: Oh, yeah. that would no, be nice a legal
0: pad. But like, I would totally write letters on on those uh, on that paper if I. Oh get, yeah, I do. Get I it do by the that sheet.
1: all the time. Just especially that's another good reason for this like desk pad mini the mastermind mini is just like tear off a sheet at the top. It's kind of, I guess like a legal pad, except for you can't really fold it over, but it's like, it is like glued at the top if you, you know, hold it in portrait. And so I don't know. I just rip one off and like write a letter real quick or something like a quick note or something and throw it in envelope. It works perfectly on those like, you know, like letter size envelopes too. those kind of just generic letter size ones. You don't need to get a big business envelope. You know, I have to fold them dork grid. Dork grid, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> turn some plane.
2: If you turn it over, it's blank. That's true. It's Shh. blank on one side.
0: <laughs> it depends how you open it
1: spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it
2: upside down, Tim. Geez, come on.
0: Why are, are those food? dumb dots on the back of your letter? I don't
1: understand. <laughs> you set it down on something. Yeah, so that's what I've been writing on um, tonight for the podcast anyway. What about you, Johnny? Awkward
2: silence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just read a book called um, "The Paris Wife," which is about Henry's first, Henry's, Hemingway's first wife, Hadley Richardson. Um, so if you like Hemingway, you probably heard of this book, and I didn't for some reason. We're in um, 2011. It was 50 years after he died, and a bunch of Hemingway-related books came out, including this. Um, it was kind of like hard to get into at first because I don't really care that much about Hadley Richardson. Like until she met Hemingway, so like that was kind of slow, but after that it was pretty interesting. You know it, you can't read anything about Hemingway right these days without reading about what a jerk he was and uh how much he drank and stuff like that, so it was like that, but also
0: interesting. and tried to spy for the k g b or whatever.
2: oh man, yeah, <laughs> and like, you know, there are other periods of his life that might have been more interesting to write a book about because um you know there's already a film about Hemingway and Gellhorn which was like freaking terrible because Clive Owen cannot play Hemingway because Hemingway doesn't have a badly covered up British accent <laughs> and but um yeah I mean I I'd, I'd want to see something about him and um Pauline that would be interesting but um I read another you know mental health book called On Edge that's about one person's anxiety that was interesting if you have the sorts of interests or problems you might enjoy that book and um i got sucked into watching prime suspect Tennyson, which is sort of like a prequel to the um cop show with helen Mirren called prime suspect that was obviously just like a rip off the endeavor thing but it sucked (laughs) (laughs) like it wasn't very interesting
1: andy where do you or um andy johnny where do you watch all that uh All that, like, British TV stuff. Oh,
2: so, um, we have a subscription (laughs) to BritBox, but this was on, um, Amazon.
1: Oh, okay. BritBox?
2: Yeah, BritBox. So, BritBox is a streaming service where you can watch, like, contemporary British programs for, like, six bucks a month. But, um, (laughs) like, they have weird licensing fee situations where, like, if you want to watch Shetland, which is not on Netflix anymore, you can't watch the old seasons. So you're just like, who's this guy? But, um... They have like all the old Doctor Who, all the old Poirot, and um, Inspector Morse. So there's some there's some cool stuff on there. I don't know if I'm going to keep it. But um, yeah, I, I also finished Endeavor, which I think I might have before the last time we recorded, it, which is a prequel to Inspector Morse. But like, he's not such a jerk, and he's not yelling at Lewis all the time, because Lewis doesn't exist. And um, it's a lot better than the regular Morse. It's really, really, really good. Like so delicious and awesome. And I think season six comes on soon. I've already seen it because I have my ways, but he's got, (laughs) he's got a mustache now, so that's worth watching for. But um, I uh, am writing. Yeah. I'm writing with a general Cedar point. Number one in a right. Notepads, the deep notebook, AKA the
0: big ass octopus notebook. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Tim? Before I talk about what I'm consuming, I'm gonna acknowledge what my dog is consuming right now, because I can see the little dots on my recorder reading him chewing on a bone behind me. But uh, <laughs> so just just acknowledging that Theo is going to town on a bone, and he is he's locked in with me so that he doesn't wake up the littles upstairs because I'm I'm home alone uh, <laughs> with with everybody right now. So that's what that noise is if you hear any weird crackling in the background theo is is, is doing his thing but um i have been watching on netflix uh, they have a new show called street food you guys seen this yet yeah, so Oh, good. i saw the preview for so it. good it's great yeah it's awesome so It's it's like a they it's, it's it's sort of in the same vein as uh like a anthony bourdain Kind of show, but without the personality of like the host, so it's just the people who he's talking to. So, they every season is going to be a different area of the world, and so this one's Asia. Uh, It's like specific—is it Southeast Asia?
1: But it's all yeah. I mean, I think I've only seen two episodes. I saw the like the Thailand one and India. Oh, and I saw the Japan one too.
0: Yeah. So, so anyways, it's they're all Asian countries in the first season. So, in every episode, there's like thirty minutes. They'll they'll profile the street food scene with like a food critic or somebody who's an expert in the area. And then they'll profile two different, uh, kind of legends of that street food scene. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's a really, it's really beautifully shot and get to salivate looking at this food that's cooked in these like dumpy street vendor places. So, um, it's really awesome. So check that out. And I'm reading a book, actually listening to, uh, all my reading right now is all school-related stuff, so I'm like reading Gatsby and The Crucible and all those things that I have to read every year. But um, I'm listening to a book of essays by Sloane Crossley called "Look Alive Out There," uh, and she is a hilarious essay writer. Um, essayist. If you're interested in like David Sedaris, um, those kind of uh, essayists, uh, she's very good. She's not. Not not the same voice. She has a very her own very distinct voice. And when you listen to the audiobook, you get to hear her voice because she reads it and she does a really good job. Um, but it's a it's super entertaining collection that I would recommend. And um, yeah, I think that's it. I've been listening to a lot of tallest man on earth who I've talked about before, but I went and saw him in Asheville a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and it was an awesome show. so he has a he has a new album out called um, I think it's called like I Love You Fever Dream." Something <laughs> involves love and fever dream somewhere in there. But um, it's a really good album. And he, he uh, recorded the whole thing in his apartment in New York City, which is also kind uh, of makes it extra cool. Oh, cool. And I am writing with a Golden Sword pencil, HP, that uh, Andy sent us after his trip, after his travels. And I'm writing in a pocket Shinola hardback. Notebook that was given to me that is uh, branded for XQ, the Super School Project, which is the uh, thing that our our school is a part of. So,
2: oh, cool, awesome, yeah.
0: Did you guys hear that?
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> doggy's gonna dog. Dog's gonna dog. Pup, puppy's <laughs> gonna pup. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna let it happen because if I put him outside that door, he's gonna bark his head off. So he might bite you. Yeah, no, no he, he won't do that. He's he's too nice, but he'll he'll bark because he's a baby. Um, all right. That's all I got. So let's roll right into the fresh points. And Mike, I think you've got something special for us?
1: Yeah, so did you guys see those TWA Black Wings, those like red black wings that they did in concert with the TWA hotel? You mean
0: did I immediately order two packs of them? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I had no idea about this until I looked at the until I looked at the show notes. So
1: yeah, That's those things are awesome looking um i didn't buy any um but i wonder when they got posted in the group i wonder if they were like wow why are we all of a sudden getting so many orders for these freaking pencils yeah
2: right so there was a feature on cbs sunday morning um the day before about this hotel and the whole time we watched it, i was like that is so stupid like that's just something the, like rich white people do because they don't know what else to do with themselves in new york but <laughs> but then these pencils came out and i'm like hmm I kinda wanna check out the I touch. just
1: I just <laughs> find the whole like hotel idea interesting that like basically they're just taking this old brand and making junk that you can buy and then plus there's a little hotel.
2: Yeah. I think it's like three hundred bucks a night, which for New York City is not bad.
1: Right. I mean all. but you are staying out at the airport. I mean, True. isn't the hotel at the airport?
2: Yeah, it's at JFK. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just find the whole thing interesting that, I mean, if you go on their, like, store on their webpage, it is just, I mean, there's just, like, you know, Yeti, like, drink holders and, like, all sorts of things. Anything, like, you could think of, they have slapped the TWA logo on it and made it red. Any, yeah, there were, and like, items. lots of different socks. Daily item. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, any, any sort of, like, cool promotional item has been TWA'd. Including but Black Wings.
2: No notebooks. Yeah, which Before is interesting. Before I checked out, I was like, you can't tell me you guys don't even have some like stupid notebooks that you just like got made at Cafe Press or something.
1: I wonder if there's some like forthcoming Field Notes collab. I was wondering about that. I was like, hmm, I want to well
2: bang off my shipping at
1: once. The only thing that I'm like not into is the fact that these are the Pearl core. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all the collabs are yeah. pearl core. I don't know. What what did they do? Order, like, a bunch of pearls, you know, like, pre made and just, like, paint them different or whatever. I don't know. That, that's... I wondered
0: about the, the logic of that with the, that doing the custom. It's like, hey, you know what? If we're going to do custom pencils, let's do it with our most unpopular core. <laughs>
1: like, exactly. That,
0: that if, you go I mean, in,
2: if you go yeah. on Instagram and search Blackwing, I'm like, there are a lot of people that like the pearl. I don't know why cuz I don't know why but
1: yeah. Okay, I will say well, this. I didn't wrong, mind but. the pearl in the number 1, the round pencil. Once I took uh acetone to it and stripped it. <laughs> 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 um get the that, sausage lining off. Yeah, I kind of actually forgot <laughs> that it was the the pearl core uh and I was writing with it and I was like, "Man, this is like really great." And then I looked it up again. And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the Pearl Core." Ooh. <laughs> but then I was like, "Well, I kind of <laughs> like the way this is writing right now." Yeah. So,
2: yeah, I feel like the first batch of them were crumbly and kind of junky, for yeah. that kind of expected quality. Mm-hmm. Wasn't um, the
1: very very first limited edition a balanced core too? Yeah, seven twenty five.
2: It was it was better than the original ones. And yeah. then the um the thirty three and the third core was actually like super nice. I really like the thirty three and the
1: third too. Yeah, What's I actually that, thought um, that was a 602 answer? core for the longest time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't understand why people like the pearl so much because I don't know, it just doesn't fit. Like I liked it at first, but I want like a colorful black wing or black or gray, not shiny white with a white eraser and gold print. It looks like something I don't know from an 80s movie. <laughs> not in a good way. Yeah. J- jr has got a stack of them on his desk on <laughs> dallas yeah so that's
1: yeah. uh that's my fresh <laughs> point is the twa black wings
2: yeah i i so i ordered a dozen of them for my son who turns six because he loves the color red and he likes airplanes and he's never had black wings oh, that's a, that's a no-brainer a, yeah he's been a jerk lately so they might can't wait, just wait till Christmas. Wait, your son, your son
1: Tim, your youngest son Tim, or you're you talking about me uh, or, my Henry? <laughs> Henry. or Henry, Henry, my, Henry, or... my Henry?
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's clear you your okay. Henry already had a birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> happy late birthday to Henry Wassum. Yay! <laughs> yeah, yay! So, um, I only really have one fresh point. Also, um, I suppose I should, you know, full disclosure. I write for Write Notepads blog now, and I don't do it for free. So. You know, maybe what I say about Write Notepads is taken with a grain of salt, but their new edition is so freaking awesome. It's uh called the Deep, and it's blue with a giant octopus on it. I'm like, they that's it, fantastic. There is no branding yeah. on the notebook at all anywhere, which is yeah, those
1: things are pretty cool looking. It it's really
2: like, can we use the word ballsy? Or like go for guts, it.
0: just it's, did. It's just <laughs>
2: brave. They're like, hey, we're not even going to put our brand on this notebook because it's made so well, you know it's ours.
1: Yeah. is like, uh, Is it, is it um, the classic um, binding or is it stapled?
2: Is it it
0: is. Two staples,
2: right? Yeah, it's stapled. So the only thing that sucks about that is there's there are two staples in the beautiful print of the octopus. But there's, I guess there's no way around that.
1: So are they like completely done with the regular pure binding or whatever? Um, Chris says no.
2: Um, and I think re- like the regular um, red, white, and blue ones are still PUR binding, but I don't know if those are just backstock. But um, they, they, they make those things they call the paper journal. That, um, they're like the A5 yeah, bound have, books. A of those. If they started making those in staple, that would be pretty awesome. Because, yeah, their books are so nice. So, you know, it's their usual amazing paper, but it's unlined. So for some reason, it feels like pencils darker on there if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but um i'm discovering i don't like black wings on it there's just too much going on so i've been trying something a little less black wingy but also waxy and smooth and really really nice and wonderful i think i filled up almost half one today because it felt good and an appointment got canceled so i had time to myself
1: so you you write with something harder than a black wing
2: yeah i was using a um Like a 2004, 2005 era Papermate Murado back when they were pretty light writing. Mm. And Cedar and Made in America. And um, that was really nice. And the Write Notepads pencil was nice. But I can't write with the Write Notepads pencil on the Write Notepads book and also admit that I work for them, (laughs) kind (laughs) of. So I switched over to the uh, Generals. And you know what? I thought it was a number two. That's what I was going for. And after I wrote for it, I was like, that's a number one. It's a number one. But um, yeah, like I, I'm surprised they haven't sold out. The only thing I can think of is that um, they made a little more because I imagine they want them to stick around because there's something really summery about these, and it is almost summer. And um, um, Field Notes had a sale like the day before, so I know a couple people in real life who were like, "I blew my notebook budget." Mm, mm. I'm like that sucks.
1: Oh yeah, because they had the Wednesday thing, right?
2: Yeah, that was that was pretty Oh, that wasn't a fresh point. So if I mean people don't know what we're talking about, um sometimes Field Notes will be like, "Hey, it's Wednesday. Buy something today and here's something cool you get for free." So they did some blue notebooks and they did some green notebooks, and last week you could pick whichever one you wanted, which was pretty cool. It would have been cooler if they opened them and gave you one of each cuz it's a two-pack. That would have been pretty sweet. But I imagine there'll be a lot of person power hours. So yeah. yeah and, I think uh, they even
1: just come from the printer already wrapped.
2: Oh, that's true. I hope so since I get ripped ones all the time. Love you. Love you Field Notes. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I don't I don't really
1: care much. I I'm pretty sure anyway. I, I'm I'm pretty sure they come already belly banded and wrapped.
2: Yeah, they had that in that um the video for uh, help me Ravenswing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how they shrink wrap them is disappointing. It's like they just go into a thing and they get wrapped. I'm like, oh, I always pictured something really cool, like shoo, like shooting the plastic on it, like <laughs> Spider Man.
0: <laughs> no dice. No dice. Might be their next video. Yeah, and the Avengers edition.
2: When was the last time they did a really great video? I guess the clandestine was cool, but it wasn't about notebooks. So, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that that's my fresh point. How about you, Tim? Well, the first one
0: I've got to mention is that today was our big day for our school. I talked about our student podcast challenge. The last episode we did, that we won, and so today yeah. was the day that it was on All Things Considered. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we had <clears throat> a couple reporters from NPR come about uh, two weeks ago, interviewed you know teachers and kids, and took pictures and all that good stuff and then they put together like a seven minute segment so you get to hear the kids say a few things and then clips from their podcast and then the recorder kind of fills in the gaps because they can't play the whole thing um but that was super cool so like three million people got to hear stuff that my students did in my class which was is is really really freaking cool there's a picture of tim there is a staged picture of me in the hallway outside of my room that's the hallway uh, that's really cool looking yeah, they got they picked the right spot because it, cool. it was not is not an attractive school. So, <laughs> so,
2: yeah. If you go onto uh, All things considers main page right now, the top story is um Tim's class. Oh yeah. That is really freaking awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really exciting. So the the article on if you look it up on NPR, it's on the front page of NPR too, just the main npr.org page it is the town that hanged an elephant is now working to save them. Um. So it's written by Corey Turner and Claire Lombardo, and it's a it's a good article. And you get, there's a link to listen to the actual whole podcast in there as well. And we had about a thousand people listen to it today, which is also uh, crazy. The number shot up from four uh, uh, five thousand
2: today. Yeah, five point one. Jeez. Yeah. That is wacky, and that doesn't include people that just heard it on the radio.
0: Yeah, who heard yeah clips on the the, the three million people or whatever who heard clips on the radio. So that is so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like you've
2: just like transcended normal podcaster.
0: Well, remember I wasn't podcasting, but <laughs> I, I was telling the kids. I think I said this last time, but I was just like you know, what you guys did was so much more complicated than what I do on my podcast. I record mm-hmm. one thing in a conversation and then send it off to a friend who edits it. But it's like, <laughs> they they interviewed like a half dozen people and clipped it all down to eleven minutes from like five hours and stuff. It's like it was way harder. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they had some inspiration from their teacher. Well, I don't know. Great. <laughs> they're getting a grade for it. One of those
1: two. <laughs> One of those two. Um,
0: yeah, fear of failure. But, yeah. So, I'm going to share that. So, if you uh i we were it was really cool. We got to hear it sitting at the dinner table. just had nPR on it came I got to hear it live on the radio, which was really cool. but there'll be a link in the show notes if you want to listen to it and then there's a link to the whole podcast and then through that soundcloud link that plays the the full podcast that they did, which is like eleven minutes long, you can hear the other ones my class did, and they did a lot of really cool stories about uh a lot of really cool local stories in there. So,
2: that's yeah. awesome
0: and uh, I got so I got a few. Like I don't know if you guys clicked on the links yet, but I've got a cool, a few cool, just kind of like weird uh, pencils in the news kinds of things that I've stumbled across. So, um, the first one, which is just w- does not take very long, but I'm gonna mention it, is I came across the term traumatic tattoos, which you know, good band name, but uh, have you ever oh, heard? Yeah. Of this term?
2: Yeah, is that when you get like a pencil stabbed into you yeah I'd
0: never heard that term before but there was a it was a I stumbled across it was a reader's digest article but it was like referencing a doctor who was explaining why when you stab a pencil into your hand that it never goes away and I didn't know if we'd ever talked about that um, on the podcast but that was just yeah it was it was cool it was talking about how like graphite is is well first of all it's, it's like pure so it usually doesn't cause infection when it's in there because it's not a uh, cause it's a, it's like a clean substance, so to speak. But, and also our skin, uh, graphite is one of the things that our skin can't like process and weed out. It can't, it can't, uh, what do you call that? Absorb it or, or push it out. So it usually ends up getting trapped inside and just sticks there until you dig it out, which I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> and would never, t- <laughs> It would never do, but yeah, it was just kind of weird to come across that. It was also it was like, hey, pencils, cool, um, but at the same time, it was also like, why would you write an article about this? Um, <laughs> which was mostly my uh, my response. So, uh, yeah, saw that, and also, so this is this is actually super cool. But I came across this when I first saw uh, it was on a a Reddit stream called DIY, but D I W. H Y? Like why would you do that? <laughs>
1: um,
0: and the what I found was a knife handle that a dude made out of colored pencils. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna send you I'm gonna put this in the show notes so you guys can see this. It's pretty pretty awesome looking. I don't know if it's coming maybe it's come across the group. I just don't really pay attention to I'm not in there very often, but uh, I'll you can click on that. So there's the the knife handle, and I was like yeah, that's pretty cool. It looks so they basically like cross section. They they put they glue all these pencils, colored pencils, side by side in a pattern, and then cut. And uh, I guess they they sort of like use a, a machine to grind it into a shape, of, and then cover it in lacquer. And so it looks like there's these pencils buried within it. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But then, then, I found, uh, the same thing done but making a Fender Stratocaster. Um, so. You need to, there's, there's a whole YouTube video where you can like watch him do it, but he takes 1200 colored pencils and, uh, builds a guitar shaped like a Fender Stratocaster uh, and does the uh. same, the same method. So by the end of it, um, it's, you know, it's got all, of course he gets it all geared up with the electronics and everything. And you can just, if you open the video up, just zoom like forward to like eight minutes, eight and a half minutes or something like that. And it looks pretty,
2: I wonder what the chances hardly. of getting to talk to the guy and making a Base would be.
0: I'm sure he would do it for the right price. Honestly, so.
2: and also not charging me any money for it. You know, I would trade a box of two Elevens, the go, body a part.
0: Um, hmm, that's yeah. a funny. Funny clip in here. He says, I've I seen I a bunch of
1: videos car- about like people <laughs> doing yeah. that with like I don't know, uh, bowl making a bowl out of colored pencils, or They're they just like. like I don't know what they, they just like put a, put them all in like this bucket and then pour lacquer on them. And then it basically becomes a gigantic wood block.
0: Is oh, that how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like divided out. Yeah. Well, this one, you can see the whole process. Like he he, uh, he cuts them to size and then puts them inside of it and just makes like a big square. Um, like fills the whole piece. Uh, it's like a tray. He basically makes a tray and he puts them all upright in there, and then pours the lacquer in, lets it soak in and dry, and then takes out as just like a big rectangle, and then um, puts weights on top of it. And then once it dries, he uses that to shape the guitar body and everything.
2: Nice. So I wonder what it sounds like. Like, what's the sound yeah.
0: quality? It sounds sounds nice. You can hear him play it on the video at awesome. the end. Once he gets everything set up, he he plugs it in and plays. I don't, I don't yeah. know how to make that through my mic, but.
2: Yeah, Ibanez was making um, bases at a Lucite once.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember those.
2: I wonder if it would sound like that. Okay, I don't know what epoxy is made of.
0: It sounds pretty nice. I'm listening to it right now, which you guys can't enjoy because oh, it's in my headphones. But, uh, it's ice cold, man. Let's <laughs> we'll see if I can do this. Okay. <laughs> So it's got a pretty like warm, nice guitar sound, so yeah, so that was that. And then uh, yeah, oh, the other one was just this cool. Uh, I came across an article of uh, in Philadelphia uh, in Fishtown, Philadelphia. The ballards at the end of the wharf like are that like go along the road. there's tons of them. And this artist went through and painted all of them to look like yellow number two pencils. Oh, nice! Uh, that is awesome. So uh, there's and there's tons of pictures in there, but it goes like, um, I don't know how many he colored. There's just there's I've just been looking at these pictures, but there's tons of them. Um, but he yeah put an he put an eraser and a feral and a number two, kind of in like a sloppy Ticonderoga style. Um, so they look kind of like imperfect, but also it's just it's pretty cool. And I would love to just walk down the street in my hometown and come across something like that. It still like seems kind of random, but it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Those so, things are awesome.
0: Yeah. It's like, I mean, and some of them are different. They're like all different shapes and sizes. So that's kind of the thing I liked about as he goes through and just like whatever they are, he figures out how to turn into a pencil. So it's like some of them have these little caps on them and he turns those into the erasers and some are like long and sort of skinny. And some of them are, you, you can see like chunks taken out of them from cars running into them. And he even like sort of worked that into it. So, uh, yeah, just a cool little public art and pencil love out there. And, in the city of love, right?
2: City of brotherly <laughs> love,
0: book.
2: and you know what? I'm pretty close to there.
0: Yeah, you can go get your picture taken with one. Go hug a. Go uh. Go hug a bollard.
2: You know, I will go string a tarp between them and sleep there.
0: There you go.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a like 1900s insult. Why don't you go hug <laughs> a bollard? Go a <laughs> bollard.
2: You know what? <laughs> Why don't you just sit on a bollard to your butt, falls asleep and fall asleep, <laughs> fall on your head, bust out all your teeth, and look like a dying
0: fool? That was a very specific threat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. that um, <laughs> uh hey, that reminds me of a, a guy I met the other day. <laughs> yeah. Did he have a knife around his neck? No, yeah, yeah, he did have a knife around his neck, but he uh, he also had uh, he we this historian that we, we met for a field trip was giving us all these fun facts about phrases from history that like we don't know why they were um Yeah, like people never think about where they come from. You come across these every once in a while, but he told us about a few, and uh, one of them was uh, what was oh well. First of all, uh, crack a smile, like don't crack a smile. Do You know where that comes from? No, it's like back in England, like you know, 1700s when there was this like epidemic. I guess it was like chicken pox, like bad chicken pox, or some kind of like thing that left scars, like visible scars on your face, and so people would use beeswax and melt it down and fill the holes in on their face like before they went to church and then they'd use makeup to cover it up to make their face look smooth so you can see all their scars Um, but so people couldn't smile then because once it dried if you smiled it would crack all these little bits of beeswax on your face and then you'd look crazy Um, (laughs) and then also they said uh, he said also that's where the phrase when someone would point it out that people would say, why don't you mine your own beeswax? Oh, my God. That's where that comes from. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, and Yes, he also had a knife around his neck. Yeah, he did have a knife around his neck and one next to him that he had made himself. and A Revolutionary War knife. And he had looked at one and he said, oh, that one there is made, a, made of a deer antler. And then the kids pointed at the one around his neck and they're like, what's that one made of? He's like, this one? Oh, this is made out of a snapping turtle that was killed by a Buick. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my... And that was my little sense I heard all day.
2: Well, the follow up questions, sir, what brand of car do you drive?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Might happen. He's, but uh, he's an amazing, he's, he's incredible, uh, dude. But he was interview. He was one of the interviewees for my kids' podcast. You can listen to the one. It's called They Call It Primitive. I Call It Living. This guy dropped out of school at, and like in third grade, stopped going to school, ended up living like in the woods with this Cherokee man who like taught him everything he knows about like living outdoors. And now he's like known all over the area for being like a revolutionary war historian and also making, uh, traditional items. Um, it's, yeah, it's pretty incredible. And he's, and he, so he's on, they call it primitive and I call it living. And when we were there and we were, he was showing us how to make a fire out of like Flint and stuff, showing the kids how to do this. And then he, he stood up and he was wearing like, 1775 garb and he goes just like i said on that ipod they call it primitive but i call it living <laughs> so was, the kids love that they're like did you just say ipod and it's like some of the kids are like well, which one's the ipod like you know so made me feel old but yeah. Uh, but yeah that's all i got this is a short and sweet episode here guys you know what? This is probably the length of a normal podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is still twice as long as a pencil podcast as I thought a pencil podcast would be um, when we were on episode one, you know, 115 episodes ago. So
1: too I... fun to talk. Wouldn't yeah. have it any other way.
0: No way. So we'll have to have Mike
2: on again for a full length episode with a topic. Yes, <laughs> that we thought of ahead of time. Topic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good.
2: Yeah. Right. But, um, cool. yeah, next time we'll have lots of good stuff to talk about, too. too I, I,
1: I feel like there just hasn't been a lot of stuff going on in the, uh, stationary sphere lately, anyway. Unless it, you know, yeah. it's like some pen Kickstarter that I don't care about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, this, the, the releases got spread out this spring, too. Yeah. So we
1: didn't do our spring
2: episode. Yeah. Although I don't even know if Right Notepads is calling this spring release or referring to them by number now. That's a good call. So, I like that.
0: I yeah. like that method. Just getting her to like the arbitrary quarterly thing, especially when because they don't do they don't do subscribers anymore, do they?
2: No, I they, mean they they're calling this series four, volume one, but um on the website they refer to it as their fifteenth because they also included um the Thoreau book and the John Keats book, which was mm. possibly the best one they ever made. I never that one was the John amazing. Keats. Amazing! Oh my god! I wish I'd bought them all. Yeah. I behaved
0: myself. good for you yeah good for you for once (laughs) all right well hey mike where can people find you on the internet
1: well uh the once defunct now back and defunct again (laughs) leadfast.org is uh still going i uh I have a couple reviews in the hopper, and I just haven't taken photos yet. So a couple of those things are ready to go. Um, then on Twitter, which I'm never on, is at org, all spelled out. And then on Instagram, which I'm on more than Twitter, is at leadfast. Yes. How about you, Johnny?
2: I am on the internet at pencilrevolution.com. I think I mentioned we have a new hosts, so it runs better now, which is awesome. That also means it runs all the time. So um, that's good. And on Twitter and Instagram at Penn Solution. And Instagram just turned a year old. Yay. Yay. Yeah. How about you, Tim?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum. And I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. Thank you for listening to episode 116 of Erase Bull. You can find us at erasable.us slash 116. That's where you'll find the show notes for today's episode. Please join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable and like our page at facebook.com slash erasable podcast. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at erasable podcast. We'll talk to you later.